Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Big Lee's Worlds podcast. It is I, your host, Big Lee, coming to you once again live from the Big Lee's Boom Boom Room right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And today, I am lucky to have joining with me, finally, after what's been a crazy two months ordeal of, like, thinking I've died a couple of times. But we are back, and I am lucky to be joined via Skype by a good, close, personal friend of mine, Mr. Bull Bronson. Bull, how are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. What's up, Lee? Thanks for having me, brother. And it's an honor. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. You know, we've talked about it, and I'm just glad that we're finally able to sit down and get this uh, process going here. Yeah, it's hard for me to do anything, man. I got all these goddamn kids running around. (laughs) It's hard for me to get free sometimes, but I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to uh, get into some deep, 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 deep dick in it. I don't even know what I'm saying. Deep issues with (laughs) What is it for some reason? Just came out subconscious. Hey, it hey, happens that I, way, man. I but figured yeah. we'll uh, talk about some wrestling, talk about some fight underground, talk about some movies and shit, whatever you want to talk about. I'm All here, right. man. All right, sounds good. I mean, you know, we're going to dive into the history of Bull Bronson. We've got a couple of fan questions. You know, definitely going to talk about that big uh, Anna Fight Underground event coming up April 29th at Quick Skating Rink in Anna, Illinois. You can get your tickets now. The link's over on our Facebook page. Go check it out at backslash Fight Underground Anna. And yeah, let's just get started at the beginning, Bull. How'd you get into business? Man, I've been a wrestling fan since I can remember. I uh, I grew up with, with just cousins and uncles, everybody that loved wrestling. I got super into it. Like I remember being three years old watching wrestling on my grandma's couch. Like it just it's been around since I can remember. I always told everybody that would listen to me, I'm going to be a professional wrestler when I grow up. And then I just happened to be big as fuck when I grew up. So it worked out for me. Um, but I started training as soon as I turned 18 and could find a place to to start, which was in Marion with uh, homicidal Stephen Davis and Axe Allworth and the convoy and Edmund McGuire and those guys. Um, they showed me the ropes. Got me started, got me taking bumps. Um, I owe lots of those guys. I learned a lot from them. Uh, Convoy took me under their wing. We traveled around the Illinois, Indiana area for a little while doing just bullshit shows. I worked in Anna for a long time for uh, ICAW and for uh, Heartland Championship Wrestling. That's really where I uh, started cutting my teeth at, I would say. Um this bull Bronson shit happened. <coughs> oh, excuse me, smokers cough. <laughs> Man, I uh, got the bull bull Bronson gimmick in uh, about 2009. Started rocking it from there, traveling all over the place. Um, Golden Boy Greg Anthony helped me a lot getting uh, getting out there. Uh, shout out to Miles Morgan's drunk ass for getting me out there. <laughs> Man, it's just it's been uh it's been cool. Bull Bronson has uh brought me places I never thought I'd go in wrestling. Dig it. So you started in Illinois, correct? How did you make it to West Tennessee? Uh West Tennessee would have been man, I have to say Miles Morgan. If anybody knows who he is, um he was a referee, him and Golden Boy Greg Anthony, really. I'd say Greg Anthony and uh Greg Anthony started booking NWA Mid South and Union City. Um, man, I went down there. I got over as best I could. 
Uh, got to wrestle a bunch of great workers in the area. John Michael, Greg Anthony, Derek King, Eric Wayne. I uh, wrestled Rhino down there. Um, man, just, I, I, yeah, I'd say it was uh, mostly Greg Anthony took me down there. I wrestled. So was this down the, was this during the time where like they would run Ripley on Friday and then back in Dyersburg on Saturday? No, this is before that. This is when we had uh we had downtown Union City, Tennessee. We had a spot down there that was hot. Like we were selling out crowds every weekend and then some kind of mutiny happened there and we uh moved over to the flea market in Union City, Tennessee. So this is before they even had the uh curved welch wrestleplex in Dyersburg, Tennessee. So were y'all like, so was UCW there then at that time? It was before UCW. UCW okay. is what the mutiny had turned into. So we were NWA Mid-South there. And we were, man, we were doing great. Literally standing room only, packing the house every week. Like we were drawn well. And then the front office thought they'd, uh, they knew much about wrestling as Gold Boy Greg Anthony and thought they could kick him out and take over. Well, a bunch of us left with Greg Anthony, of course, because he was the mind booking this stuff. He's the one putting asses in seats. So we just took our show across town and did better than UCW did for the longest time. Okay. So y'all, so y'all basically kind of almost sounds like y'all may have had like a little feud with UCW, but. So what drew what made y'all leave Union City to begin or and go to Dyersburg? Uh, I think Greg wanted to run Dyersburg. He was sick of Union City. I would say he was sick of Union City, but he just knew Dyersburg's where Greg where Greg lived. So okay. he got a building there and knew that uh knew that he was closer to home. He could draw. Dyersburg's a bigger town than Union City, so it just made sense. Okay. So I, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of the mapping here of uh that area. So like what were, were people running like Newburn and stuff like that at this time? Or had Newburn not became a wrestling town yet? No, man. They've they've been wrestling towns there for a while. Newburn, Ripley, Trenton, uh all those little towns in that little area run. Okay. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say when I was living down that way, most of our shows were uh you know, it was at the time when, uh, before Missouri really had a strong commission, so they could run the little small towns like Malden and Dexter and stuff like that. And then once the commission started to really kick in, it was going down to Arkansas to good old Paragould and Piggott and Rector. Yeah, I've wrestled Osceola a few times. <laughs> Osceola, I've been there, or I've been to the wrestling there one time, and that was, uh, on the promise that I would get to meet Sid Vicious. Oh, man. Because any other time I went to the show to go meet Sid when I was in Mississippi, like, Sid always no-showed or had a reason why he couldn't be there. But And I will always give a shout-out to Bradley from the LA Hustler for this. Bradley went and got Sid and had him come out and take a picture with me. And... To this day, like, I'll always be in debt to Bradley for that. That's what's up. Because, like, and I want to tell you, like, it was one of the most awkward. I want to say it wasn't awkward for me, like, during it. Just afterwards, 
because like he got Sid, Sid walked out, he shook my hand, we took a picture, and then he went and uh, you know backstage they got that little office where uh I'm trying to think of the guy that Big Daddy LaFonce, like his office, Sid just like huh. no sold it and went set right back down in there. So but yeah, I love, I love the West Tennessee area. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm smoking a joint. Um, it's legal to get off me. <laughs> the Union City, Tennessee story is uh, the one with Rikishi. <coughs> I gotta put that down. Rikishi <laughs> story takes place in uh, Union City, Tennessee. I know you've heard that story. Is this one where they uh they stripped down the promoter naked? Yeah, Brian Christopher made him drink a thirty-two ounce cup of piss. Yeah, yeah, that was that one. <laughs> nice. Give the hair off. So, I mean, here's the thing, and this is for anybody listening that thinks they want to start a wrestling promotion and get in the business that way. If you decide to, make sure you got your money on the front end when you book a show and run it. Don't try to pay talent off of the door, or you may get stripped and made to drink urine. Oh, it just utterly embarrasses a human being. Jesus Christ. <coughs> what happened to that man was uh, sad. Yeah. So I think I first met you in uh, the. We don't talk about it much here because the guy has beef with me, apparently. But I met you in the great city of Crossville, Illinois. Oh, it's Sam? Yeah. He's got heat with you, huh? Whatever. I think he's got heat with me, too. Oh, really? What'd you do? I don't know what I did, but he just stopped returning my phone calls one day and uh, generally ghosted me. So I guess have I got, have him. How about do you, that? Do you have the Facebook block yet? Uh, I haven't checked, really, in a long time. So. That's how I found out we had heat was when I found out that my personal page, like he had blocked it and I didn't even like, it was one of those things is like, I hadn't like the promotion. Like I hadn't seen any of the uh, posts lately for it. This was maybe two years ago. And I was like, man, that's kind of strange because it's never post, like not really posted on like the official company page. It's always posted on his personal page. Mm hmm. And I was like, man, I haven't seen it. So I went and typed his name in. Of course, it didn't show up. And I was like, man, there must be something wrong with this profile. So I switched over to my uh, burner slash like everybody that wants to be in a band or wrestler wants to add me and talk about it. So they just all go there. So I logged in and could like still see his post. And I was like, man, well, look at this. Like I got blocked. So, uh, Word on the street was, I won't say who my source is because my source apparently still works there from time to time, but uh, told me that we have heat because uh, he believes we. I was only going to his show to steal his top talent. <laughs> okay, so, so I mean, you bastard. Yeah, apparently, yep. like. This was that my, you know, I was still working with CCW at the time. And, uh, 
you know, I had we started going over there because Cash, Pondo, and Marley were running this Freaks R Us gimmick. And just watching them make fun of the locals. And then, you know, Pondo and Tony were there. And they were always working these Mercy Brothers, which was just uh, ordeal and a half itself. So, like, we would go. We would stop at the buffet in Carmine, eat. And then we would go over to the show and watch. And I would never had told Sam that I was in the business. And the only reason he found out was uh, at the time, CCW had gotten a TV deal with a local Fox company. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person that was supposed to do the interview couldn't do it. The next person couldn't do it. And they're like, hey, we need you to go do this interview. And I'm like, you really want me to go talk to the news people? Okay. <laughs> so I did the interview. And they put it on the local news, and then I shared the video out, and more people started to share this video. Well, at the time, I walked into the building to give my $7 for a ticket and go sit down, and then Sam's like, well, hey, how come you never told me you were in the business? I'm like, oh, what? You like it, bro. Yeah, like, and I told him, I was like, I don't like to talk about it when I go to other people's shows because... Word gets out in the locker room, and then I spend intermission talking to a bunch of folks about why they think they should want to come in, and it's like, dude, this is the world of the internet. Like, if we wanted you booked, we would have already seen and found out about you. So, but yeah, it's actually, it's a funny ordeal because it first really came up. uh, At the time, they were Lethal Injection, and then they changed their name to... uh, I forgot the Mercury Brothers, and now they're the Skimmerhorns. Uh, and, and Sam had pulled me to the side as I was leaving, and asked, "Yeah, the Skimmerhorns were lethal injection." You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I had no fucking idea. So, I'm a River and Joaquin, right? See, look at this. People are listening to this to find out information, and Bull finds out information during this. I had no idea. I like those kids, too. <laughs> so, anyways, so, so he asked me, he's like, hey, are you, i seen you talking to uh, the Mercury Brothers. I keep wanting to call them the Mercy Brothers, but the Mercury Brothers. Mercy Brothers, somebody else. But he's like, i seen you talking to the Mercury Brothers. Are you trying to like steal them from me and take them to your company? Like, are you just coming here to see them or to get them booked? I was like, no, I've known those guys for quite a few years now. And we're from like, you know, remotely the same area. And they've actually worked for me before they work for you. So, <laughs> no. But where apparently, I guess, what my sources had told me. Where this all had escalated from is there was a, a feller, you may know him, you may well apparently you may not, considering you didn't know that about lethal injection. But there was a feller that worked for Sam Mayor. His name was Cash Borden. You ever heard of him? Uh, a little, yeah, a couple times. A couple times, yeah. Well, uh apparently, you know, Cash had came in and started working down in Cape. And uh he took some time off from uh up there in the Crossville area. 
And then apparently, I guess that once uh, he took that time off and didn't want to go up there and work, I guess that got into Sam's head that uh, I stole his talent, his top talent, and was keeping him from coming back up there and working, which isn't true at all. Like, you know, never kept anybody from going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, we've even had some guys because you know how them Crossfield shows go. You know, they're like seven hours long. So we would have guys come in and work for us when Sam ran the same night we did. They would work for us first and then make the drive up there for their match. Like they would double shot with us. And those shows are legit two and a half hours away from each other. Yeah. But that's not a problem. But that's not a problem when, you know, you run a seven hour show. (laughs) I think he's got heat with me because, uh, Man, I probably deserve it. I got out of hand at those shows. I was having way too much fun with the boys. I was <laughs> a boy. I mean, you should have came to more of those shows because uh, the shit in the back got fun, like, real fun. I used well, to find, uh, like, the shitty kids that Sam would have working, like, Reaper or Smoking Jay. I put bounties on their head for, like, first person to drop Smoking Jay on his head, gets 20 bucks. Or <laughs> first person that punches. Uh, Reaper in his mouth, $20. (laughs) Like, so the reason, of course, we started going there was because my good friend Psycho was going up there working. Ah, rest in peace. I love Psycho. Yeah, rest in peace, Psycho. We miss you, brother. Love you. But um, he was going up there, and then, you know, it would be him and Idol. He'd get in the car. You know, Idol would go with him and Deadly Dell. So they would all get up there and, you know, they're working. And for here, it's like you said, like a two and a half hour drive. So I get to drive up there two and a half, get to see them, you know, hang out a little bit with them. So that's what ended up us getting to go up there or the reason that we would go up there. And uh, I know, man, it's just night and day different up there in Crossville versus the rest of the world. I uh, I miss those guys, man. That's what I loved, loved about Crossville. Though. It was just like. For a long time, it was real good. It was real good. You had something special there um, for, for for quite a while. People talk shit about it now, but like uh, back in the day, man, that was a spot to be. When he he had like uh, BJ Whitmer and the Chris Brothers, Pondo and Tony. Uh, there were tons of dudes that were in there that were just fantastic workers. Um, and Sam just slowly but surely weeded everybody out. Like when I started there, like Bull Payne was a regular. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like so, it was like it was a legit good wrestling show. And then I feel like Sam just got money hungry and wanted to stop paying the guys because he could get these younger dudes. I don't know. I don't know. But it used to be a damn good show. When I first started there, that was the place to be in the area for sure oh yeah because i mean even at the time with you know pondo you still had crazy mary there you know hooligans would be there from time to time uh yep. viking war party you know uh, that's, or- where, uh, that's where jake parnell got his start Wars, that's where uh alex herzog like started cutting his teeth mm-hmm. so many guys came up through there that are fantastic now uh that's where i met Carrie Awful and Nick Iggy, dude, those are two of the best workers in the scene. And they they were cutting their teeth 
at uh, Sam's wrestling show, SNPW, back in the day. I'm talking, this is like, man, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. 2011. Like, Sam was running a damn good show. But he had the money, and he hadn't gotten in fucking whatever trouble he got in, and like it was. Oh man, you was, spill you spilling that tea there, man. Huh? I said you're spilling that tea there. You talking about trouble now? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what trouble he got in. I I mean, I've heard different rumors. But I don't really fuck. I don't know Sam's personal life well enough to say anything about him. Like yeah, that. he's never treated me bad. He had other than just fucking ghosting me and blowing me off. Sam's always been 100 fucking good to me. I won't talk too much shit about him. His shows do fucking. I mean, see, that was the thing. Like, even still to this day, I don't have a beef with the guy. Like, I know he has whatever conception in his head that he has, but like, I don't have beef with him. And anytime I was there, you know, he was always nice to talk to, and you know, even even if he doesn't really like you, he'll never be disrespectful to you to your face. Not ever. He's not that kind of guy. So from there, let's talk about probably the most, I don't want to, like, I'm trying to think the best way to say this, the probably one of the greatest wrestling promotions, but probably the one that is the most unknown, like you had to be there to be there, and that was Outlaw Wrestling. Oh my God, man. I miss Outlaw, I miss the boys. That show was just like, it, we might as well have been barbecuing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what that show was. It was just friends wrestling each other for fucking fun. And it was great. And the everything made sense. And it was just everything flowed so well. We got the police called on us. Like, you can't, it couldn't get better. Shows were so great. I was going to say, I was at the first Outlaw show. Uh, Zach and Dalton were over here the other day, and I have the actual poster framed because uh, if you brought, if you pre-purchased the front row VIP, you got like a signed poster with the chair, but it was the only way to guarantee to get a front row seat. So I bought two of them, and uh, my buddy couldn't be able to go. So I, I'm there, and then here comes Devin out, and he's like, you're the only one that bought the VIP package, so here's your poster. But, um, <laughs> so, like, they were looking at it here, and uh, probably one of the funnest things about it is none of the matches that's on the poster actually happened. That's hilarious. If I if I remember after we do this, I'll send you a picture of it. But, uh... Who did I wrestle that first show? Was it that? I think so. I I wrestled Michael Elgin one time, and Blake, uh, Blake, uh... Blake Steele? Blake Steele, yeah. I was going to say, that had to be the third one, because I went to the first one, and I went to the third one. I missed the second one because it was a Slipknot Lamb of God concert that night I went to instead. Bro, I've always wanted to go to a Slipknot concert. Dude, they're blast. I love Slipknot. Dude, probably one of the best shows I've been to. So I'm they go, and I love Slipknot. Dude, next time they come around when they go back on tour, we're gonna have to go. For sure, you let me know. I'm there. All right, but I was gonna say that third show you talk about that triple threat you worked. 
that's also the show where uh, we got to see. Uh, I got to meet. Well, let me back phrase. I got to meet a young John Wayne Murdoch before he really um, got. We got he got going, but that's also the show where like I seen a whole ring get tore down in less than ten minutes. That's when the cops got called. That shit was great. Yeah. And then the ever scarring memory of uh Uncle Leo in a in a gown trying to back a truck and trailer up to the back door. <laughs> Bro, I could talk to you all day about Uncle Leo. I love that <laughs> is he still around uh he came to my house a couple months ago he's like out in like the mountains and the rocky mountains driving trucks up and down for some holly company he's making good money and just it's uncle leo dude he's doing cocaine and fucking hookers and just it's not a gimmick that's <laughs> uncle leo it's not a gimmick whatsoever nice but yeah uh so, I don't necessarily know the full story of how everything escalated, besides the fact of, like, I remember after the the main event was a triple threat. It was the Hooligans versus Idol and Dale versus uh, Reject. the Rejects. Yeah. And Reject. somebody either used a weapon or broke something there that was... I guess part of the venue and yeah. uh they like it, apparently it was like the final breaking straw for the guy that was working at the venue and I remember standing there with I think the guy's name was was it Eli or Elijah the guy that was like videoing Oh yeah he's from, I was going to say he was from Arkansas as well but uh hey we were standing there talking and you see the guy go and like big boot kick that locker room door open and he just starts flipping out and then next thing I know like you see the whole roster face heels no kayfabe nothing everybody just runs out there and start like even John was like panicked like when I asked him for the picture because that's what I was standing there waiting for was to get a picture with the rejects and uh, he was like, yeah, man, we got to make it quick because we got to get this ring and we got to get tore down and we got to get out here because the cops are on their way. <laughs> that ring got tore down in record time, though. We were out that bitch quick. So how did it escalate to where the cops got called? I mean, it was, I think it was just something stupid. Like, they used a chair that was the venues and do like, try to say something. And I don't know if you've ever met fucking Devin Cutter, but you're not going to tell him what the fuck. Uh, a doing. few times, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and then, I don't know. I think it escalated to, like, they broke one of the dude's tables or another one of the chairs. It wasn't even anything that big. But dude called the police. Got pissed off and called the cops. So, we were like, fuck it. Once you got here from the cops, you here. Like, what, do you, what even grounds do you have for calling the cops on something like that? Destruction of property, I guess. Well, he didn't give us a chance to fucking pay for damages or nothing. Just automatically call the cops. It would have been a civil matter, and it would have fucking mattered anyway. But he was just—he was already unhappy that we were running like you know the kind of adult show that Outlaw was, right? Violence and the, the blood and the cussing and the general disrespect of it all. 
Yeah, so, I remember. I remember hearing it, one or two complaints from the crowd about that. The first show, and I was like, "Am I the only one that like read the advertisement for the show that had like the parental advisory on it?" And I'm just like, "Did did nobody read this? Like, did nobody know what they were getting into?" For one, that show wasn't for the fucking fans. I'm sure fucking whoever ran it. I know. I'm sure Devin and Mason made a dollar or two on it, maybe. But really, that show was just because we wanted to have a good fucking time with the boys together and, and just run the show. Mm-hmm. So, Outlaw, like so Outlaw ran three shows. It ran in uh, Centralia. And then, <laughs> and then it, I know, I think they were supposed to do a show in Dyersburg. But I, Oklahoma. Okay. So there was a show in Oklahoma, and there was supposed to be one in Dyersburg, but apparently something happened in Dyersburg that caused the show not to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the story behind that. I remember Dyersburg was supposed to happen, and then just it fell through. I don't know why. I don't remember why. I could tell you the rumor that I heard. Well, it's here. I don't I, have a I heard the rumor was that your boy, the golden boy, was calling the venues and telling them not to let y'all run there because y'all were very destructive and disrespectful and were going to destroy the building. Uh, I can see him doing that. <laughs> I mean, but, not, just because... He's so worried about these other wrestling shows being too much and bringing down his value as a wrestling company in Dyersburg. Like, is it basically like I don't know? It's 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 weird thing because he's like, if there's more wrestling in the same area and it's shitty, people are just gonna stop watching the wrestling in the area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if they can go see, if they go over here in Dyersburg and they see shitty wrestling, they're just going to assume that it's shitty wrestling in Dyersburg. Right. Not just, it was that shitty show. Any wrestling in Dyersburg is going to be shitty because that one show is representing Dyersburg. So, I can tell you, I've seen Greg Anthony wrestle one time in person. And then my only real Greg Anthony experience was, uh, this was right with a couple shows into Cape, the CCW here. And uh, you know a guy by the name of Dale Wild? Yeah, I know Dale. So Dale lives in Sykeston, mm-hmm. which is like 30 minutes south of Cape. And he was supposed to come in and work with us. And he had to cancel last minute, apparently because uh, Greg told him that he don't need to go work for us and he needs to stay loyal to Dyersburg because they we're not going to do anything with him. And in Dyersburg, he'll be a top TV star. So that was my real great Anthony experience. Okay. So, Golden Boy, 
I'm just going to be straight up with this. Golden Boy is smart as fuck with wrestling. Dude knows wrestling. Um, he can talk, too. Like, Golden Boy can talk a good game. And, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he never, I, I, I'll say, he never said anything like that to me. And he actually encouraged me working places. Like, and I came up as bull, I came up like learning under Greg Anthony just like Dale Wild did. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, Anthony taught me a lot, brought me down here and taught me a lot, put me in, in positions in a wrestling show I hadn't been in previously. And it was just, uh, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't see him doing that because he never did it to me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he never was like, only work for me. He was like, now, <clears throat> When we were at the flea market, when we left that other show, he was like, we left that other show. We fu- They mutinied, and we were like, fuck you, and left. He didn't want me to work for them. But that's- Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, after that happened, like, it kind of put the storyline that was going to be for that, you know, it kind of pushed it out a little bit. But honestly, we got the better end of that deal because when we were able to do that storyline instead of Dell. We got one of the greatest to come in, Van the Man Van Horn. Nice. See, and Van Horn works for Golden Boy too, and is real tight with Golden Boy. So Dale Wilde was probably afraid to go there and work. It wasn't in his comfort zone, as I what I would say happened. I was Dale Wilde, I'd always say that's exactly what happened. I was going to say, I don't know the guy personally. I just know I, that uh, in the booking meeting, hey, it was told me, it was like, yeah, this is why Dell's not coming. And I'm like, well, okay. That's kind of crazy, but okay, whatever. Dale might have said, oh, Golden Boy said I shouldn't come. But do I believe that? No. I would, I would be more inclined to believe that Dale Wilde was just a scared little bitch and didn't want to come work at CCW just because his nerves, but he was comfortable working for Golden Boy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. He only works for Golden Boy, really. I've seen him a couple other places a few times, but he was definitely just working for Golden Boy most of the time. Okay. So let's get back to you here. So yeah. after after yeah. our fun uh, time, uh, do what? I said, fuck Dale Wild. Let's talk about me. That's right. <laughs> So after Outlaw had happened, I didn't see you again until it came to uh, Marion, Illinois, in stride. (laughs) And this was after, you know, I tried to get you to come to CCW and you told me some absurd amount to come in. That was way out of the budget. But I wasn't coming to Missouri. Um, when what when year was this? First off, uh, I want to say 2017. Uh, you were working at uh, you were doing security at the mall. Yeah, so I did like that one stride show, one or two stride shows, um, and that was I had I had that car accident, man. Fucking broke my chest. I was fucking out of wrestling for a long time. Mm-hmm. That was when I tried to make a comeback at wrestling, and like I wrestled those. 
fucking couple stride shows, and I hated it. So, like, I just stopped wrestling. The hooligans had stopped traveling. Like, <clears throat> I had fucking, it wasn't fun anymore. Like, those stride shows, like, killed my fucking pride. And didn't you get uh, banned from stride for a little bit, too? Yeah, on some bullshit. Fucking curb stomp that guy, and everybody was to Oh, no, no, not that story. We are, we're not there yet. I'm talking about the first time you got banned. Oh, when I flipped that kid off. See, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I flipped that kid off. Yeah, because uh, I remember, uh, I don't remember who told me that. It might have been you that told me that. And I just remember thinking to myself, there's got to be more to the story than that. Like, No, really, I came out, I was fucking, I was supposed to be a baby face. And this little kid, little jerk ass kid in the front row was like, Oh, you're fat fuck. I don't know what he would call me, fat ass. You know? And I was yep. like, you know, you kid. Run tell your mom. And I got all mad and whatever. Stone Cold can do it, I can do it. Man, I can tell you. People see the wrestling on the TV and they get there in person. And it's like they seem to forget what they're actually like what it actually is, dude. And you know that little kid love that I just flipped him off. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, fa- fans love that attention that you get. You know, whether yeah. face or heel, like they love it and they want more. They want more of that interaction. So that's why it surprised me when they said you got banned for it because I was like, wait a minute here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I just called that big ass dude a fat ass and he flipped me off. Awesome. <laughs> so, so you didn't work. Did you work anywhere bef- between that that stride run and then the next stride run? No. Well, yeah, I worked uh, in Memphis for a train wreck. I had a horrible match. I was just so down on myself before that match. Like all I had done was stride, man. Like, yeah, I didn't even want to come back to wrestling. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no intention of coming back to wrestling. I wrestle for Anna Fight right now. I had no intention of coming back. But I came to Anna Fight's first show. Fucking uh, Zach was like, just show up, man. Hang out. It'll be fun. All right, bro. I'll come hang out. And then New Jack shows up off. Hold up. Hold up. You're you're jumping way ahead of the timeline here. Where are we at? So how did you get – how did you – so for those that don't know, Pro Wrestling Train Ray is a company – that was running out of Memphis at the time uh, with uh, Eric Wayne and J.C. Rotten. And if you missed, you can actually hear the episode with J.C. Rotten back on the podcast archives where you're listening to this now or at BigLeesWorld.com. So they were running shows in Memphis. And uh, so this was probably at the high tone, right? Were you wrestling for Trainwreck? Yeah, it was some kind of brewery. I think it was the high tone. So were they doing, was it an in-ring or no-ring show? It was a ring. There was a ring. Okay. So how did you get involved with uh, working that show? Uh, Eric Wayne's one of my fucking best friends. So he called me and wanted me to work. Um, and I told him no at first. I think I even, man, I think I even no-showed him on a show. Like the first show, I think I no-showed him. And then I felt bad. I showed up for the second show for him. And just, I like, I didn't want to wrestle. I uh-huh. had no, no, like, 
I broke my chest open, stride sucked. I just, all my friends were gone. I didn't, I didn't want to work. And uh, I, had, I had an okay match. I mean, I feel bad for the guy I worked because I wasn't in it. I didn't care. So, you know who you worked? Yes, I can't remember his name though. I, <laughs> I know that seeing him. Um, I got nothing. That's not even tip my tongue. Um, he's a big kid. He's from West Tennessee. He's pretty damn good. Uh, he's getting. In, I think he worked for CCW too. I can't remember his name. But... Huh? I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I can't remember his name at all. But it was a. I mean, I'm sure it was a decent match. I could have done had a better match. So if you're. Awesome. You ever thought about going back to train wreck? Uh, man, yeah, yes, yes. Just because if I'm gonna wrestle now, I want to wrestle on shows that are fun. Which, yes, I'm not trying to go wrestle some little bullshit indie show. I want to be at shows where my friends are at, where shows that matter, shows that I want to watch. I don't want to be at shows that. I'm just there to collect a couple bucks from the promoter. I'm not, I'm not, I'm too old and I don't give enough of a fuck anymore. I just right. want to go to shows that would entertain me and that I'd have fun at. I feel you on that. I've only been to one train wreck show. That was the Southern Sickness Cup. They did out the two day deathmatch tournament they did out back of the high tone. I only made it the first night because I had to go back and work the Raven show. But uh, yeah, Raven was an ordeal. But uh, I plan to go back. Uh, so, you know, they moved out of Memphis over to uh, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, they're doing the next Southern Sickness Cup there next month. And I'm going to try to go hit that up. I saw that line. <clears throat> I saw the lineup for that. It's killer. Yeah, it's going to be a solid show. Uh, only thing is, I wish it was outside like the last one was. So I love it. I'll take Fondo's place at Masters of Pain. Well, I you know I suggest it cash. Uh, are you wanting to do it? I think Two Tough Tony should do it. Man, I don't know if Two Tough Tony. You know, I don't know if he gets down with the glass and stuff anymore these days. Glass for me. It's Two Tough Tony. You don't need to do the glass. I'll still be entertaining you. Shit. Yeah, but man, those deathmatch, those deathmatch turns. Those guys don't have to do all that dumb shit, dude. Those guys, not that deathmatch is dumb. I love deathmatch wrestling. But guys like Rondo and Tony, they don't have to do that stuff anymore. Yeah. And the crowd is to watch them wrestle. I mean, there's definitely that. But I think it's one of those things that where, uh, they know, like, everybody, like, it seems like everybody wants to put on the most quote-unquote violent tournament there is. And I think, honestly, that's what they're starting to look That's what they're starting to look at here is what's going to be the most violent. That's why I say somebody like Cash would uh, be a good fitter, even if you wanted to do it. You know, I'd give either one of you the cosign. I'm not. I, I would. I'd be honored. But. I don't know, man. I just, I'm old, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, they sound I mean, like me. 
I would I would love to do it. I definitely wouldn't say no if I was asked. I'd be there in a heartbeat. But I don't know. I'm just like I said. I'm just trying to have fun right now. I did that barbed wire match with Rondo and cut myself to shit, and it did make me miss death matches. I'll tell you that. That match made me ready for some more blood. Well, I tell you, uh, one of the things that I'm trying to work on, the big problem is, is trying to get a hold of the people that's got the property, is uh, I want to do a deathmatch tournament in East Cape because it's on the Illinois side. And uh, we call it Big Lee's World of Death. I and mean, uh, you will be one of the first to get an invite to it once I can get something worked out with the property people here. All right, so does, uh, I mean, I might know some people, brother. So, I mean, you know, we could definitely get that worked out. The biggest thing is, is so with East Cape, all the property is owned by the strip club across the bridge. Uh-huh. And they've recently switched owners of, or switched managers. So the old manager, Mikey, shout out to Mikey. He's a big supporter of the Big Leagues World podcast. You know, if he was still there, you know, he would get it taken care of, no problem, but. He moved out to Louisville or moved back home to Louisville and he's working out there at a, I believe it's called like the Godfather's burlesque. And, uh, so he's working out there now. So I don't know the guy that's running, who's in charge of it now, but I've sent a few messages to their page and, uh, I think I may just have to take a business trip out there to the, to the pony and, uh, see what's up with them. It's a great idea, man. That'd be awesome. A two days. I said a strip club. It's a great idea. Most definitely. And the fact that it's only like two miles from my apartment. So. Can't beat that. Yeah. No hotel. So. Let's get back to it here. So you had your second run with stride after this, which you've already spoiled that. It kind of came to a. uh, A halt. With some uh, green kids. So this is your point. This is your time. You you could tell your side of the story since I feel like the other side of the story has been told many, many times. Man, I feel like they made that whole thing into a big ordeal it didn't need to be. Fucking dude I was tagged with was beating this shit out of this kid way more than I thought about. I was actually taking it easy on the kid. Everybody wants to make a big fuss about it. It was a little curb stop, bro. He just didn't turn his head. That's all. <laughs> That's all that happened. He ate the, the thing instead of took it right. If he had turned his head, nobody would ever said nothing to me because there would have been no blood. No blood, no foul. <laughs> None of that would have ever happened if that green kid knew what he was doing before he got in the ring. Like I told Heath, I didn't want to work for somebody that didn't know what they were doing that night. Before we got into that match. Does this kid know what he's doing? Yeah, he's trained. Okay wasn't trained at all that was that kid's like second match ever hey he was a part of the ccw training program so how much what's what what was his side of the story oh bull beat me up little pussy uh basically that uh you were kind of like unsafe with him and uh he took advantages because he was green or he was young and i hit him in safe places do what I hit them hard in safe places, just like you're supposed to do. Well, 
according to him, you you know. But that's the problem with society in general. It's always someone else's fault. Well, <laughs> I hard. So, so, I mean, I think the big takeaway from that is, and I've said this from time and time again, but, you know, of course, somebody tried to highball me and not want to come work with me. But uh, I always thought that you and Roger, there was money in that tag team. Um, it, it was never anything personal that I could work for you. I just I didn't want to wrestle. I got you. But I do like Roger. Roger's got such potential. I don't know what the hell's holding him back, to be honest with you. I love Roger. I know, uh, you know, and we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast, you know. Uh, people and their political views and how people can have different political views and not get along. And, okay. I, you know, I think that, you know, some people don't necessarily agree with his politics and he don't agree with their politics. But in this, and it seems like in this society, it's like if you have a different opinion than somebody else, you're automatically an enemy. You can, It's like you can't be friends anymore with people who have different views. And to me, that's just complete asinine, like, I don't know if it's just because, like, we all grew up in a different generation to where, you know, we can all get along and we just don't care. But it's like, to me, like, Rogers should be everywhere. Like, you know, I I have nothing but great things to say about Roger. Uh, dude's a top talent. I hope to get him on the podcast soon. Uh, like I said, dude's great and... You know, like you said, like he should be everywhere, and hopefully he can. Once this pandemic's over, he can get there. Yeah, dude is he? He looks fantastic, and his in-ring work is it's stiff and it's solid, and he's hands down what he has. Is Rogers believable? Oh yeah, most definitely. I uh, I actually had the honor to uh, when we uh, when he was in CCW to. Uh, one of our sponsors wanted to host a meet and greet with one of the talents. And, uh, you know, they wanted somebody special, like somebody that doesn't always do a meet and greet, somebody that would actually entice them to come out to their business. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could have had any of the faces go and do it. But like, I talked to Roger and I was like, hey, man, why don't you go with me to this meet and greet? And, uh, We'll make it something special because, you know, one, you know, everybody knows if you know, like Roger's a great person once you get to know Roger, but, mm-hmm. you know, Roger's not somebody that's, uh, you know, out, out, we're going to try to make a bunch of friends. If that makes sense. That makes tons of sense because he's the type of guy, like, I have nothing bad to say about him. I generally like him, but like, I'm not trying to hang out with Roger. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, see, if I see him at the store, I'm going to shake his hand and ask him how his family is. Yeah. Like I said, so, like, I, I like, I guess for me, I like Roger. You know, whenever I'm over in that area, I always plan to try to reach out or set something up to go visit with him, but it just yeah. never works out for me. So, like, timing-wise. Like, or you can go grab some Krispy Kreme and, you know, you'll remember the Krispy Kreme more. Y'all don't have a Krispy Kreme? We do have a Krispy Kreme. That's why I said that. Oh, I thought you said you don't have a Krispy Kreme. I was like, that's odd. 
Krispy Kreme right by Rogers. So never mind. Never oh, mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from there, so after that, like you take another break from wrestling until the evolution of Anafite Underground. Yeah. Yeah. And then even then I wasn't gonna wrestle. <laughs> even then I was like, Yeah, Zach, I'll come in and I'll, you know, hang out, I'll do whatever you need me to do, I'll be there. So I, I can't is, is now the time? Can I go ahead with the story? Yeah, you go ahead with the story now. We're at that point. Let me hit this fucking joint. It's funny, you said that right at the same time I took a drink of soda. <laughs> so um uh, in a fight underground, Jack's like, come hang out, bro. We'll have a good time. So I'm there. Here comes New Jack. And I don't know, is New Jack drunk or is he? He's New Jack something. New Jack's fucked up. Is what New Jack is. And Pondo's like, you're going to have to wrestle me, Shane. I'm like, all right, Pondo. I'll do whatever I need to do. I'm a team player. New Jack's fucked up. I got you. Let's Hold have on. this friendly match. Hold on. We got you. Got to stop. We got to stop here. We got to back up. You're 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 left out a crucial part of the story here already. What's that? So originally, for those that don't know, the match was supposed to be New Jack versus Madman Pondo. Yeah. The day of the show, New Jack decides that he does not want to wrestle anybody at this show. So like, there's T-shirts made for this epic endeavor. You know, posters like everybody's like here to see it. And then New Jack gets to the venue and decides he doesn't want to wrestle. So in a panic, everyone's trying to figure out what to do. But our hero, Bull Bronson, is there to save the day. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, I already took New Jack out to dinner last night. I might as well wrestle Pondo, too. So, like, uh, I was like, please do me a favor and work me in this match. Please, bull, help me. And I'm like, all right, Pondo, I got your back. Zach, I got you guys' back. So we do the match. And kind of Pondo has New Jack smoke me with that guitar, bro. Like, we're supposed to be cool. I'm all doing you a favor. I'm about rip my goddamn ear off with that guitar. <laughs> so, yeah, if that last day, man, man, Pondo wants to know why I'm mad. Motherfucker, because I did you a favor and you turned around and got me smashed in the head with a goddamn guitar by a drunk fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's why we had that barbed wire match. You want to know. But, uh. Because, yeah, because I mean, look, I, I still think the funniest part of that whole ordeal was after the fact it all happened. Like, Jack thought he was going to get booked to come back. Uh, yeah. Why would you? That would be a nightmare. Yeah. I just like here because uh, at the time I was still at the box office working the front door and uh, when this all went down. So I, I could hear bits and pieces of what's being said on the mic. And then when I heard that Jack was saying about like he was going to want, you know, book him to come back. And because uh, uh, that's what he was saying, because if he, he was saying that if. You know, the promoter books and brings him back next show. He's going to fight Bull. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute here. You didn't fight the first guy. Yeah, and I'm not trying to fight your drunk ass anyway. 
Did Jack better send it home? Which broke leg. So then that led to, uh, you know, Jack, do that. <laughs> I'm afraid you, Jack, on a guitar. So that led to you uh, calling out Pondo at the uh, at the undisclosed tapings. Of course, you know Pondo wasn't there, and that led into you going into uh, battle with uh, Herzog. Yeah, and, and then from there. You know, it took us to what the December show, of course, due to your great governor trying to shut down the state at the holiday. First off, I know you said we, we said we weren't going to discuss politics here, but I think we can both agree here. Trying to shut down like events and gatherings at the holiday. Who in their right mind actually thought that would work? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Your governor. Your governor, I mean, here's the thing. I live in Missouri, and our governor's not any better. But, you know, he didn't go say something stupid like, well, you don't need to travel for Thanksgiving, and you don't need to travel for Christmas to see your family. And actually thinking that would go over well. But nonetheless, like, due to his great standards there and regulations, our December event had to be uh, canceled and postponed to February. Which I may be a little bitter considering it was supposed to be Big Lee's birthday bash. And Big Lee's birthday's bash didn't happen for like two months later in February. And then that set up for the big barbed wire board match. Which, if you're wanting to see any of these matches, uh, go check us out on uh, Fight TV. Or not Fight TV, uh, IWTV. Just type in Fight Underground, you can find us. Or uh, go to our Facebook page, and we'll have a link there, and you can see you can see the barbed wire war between uh, Bull and Pondo. It's a pretty bloody match, man. I uh, still wearing the scars from it. So the big thing to come from that is, uh, you know, that match abruptly. There was no winner of that match, for what I remember, because uh, there was some interference there. Yeah, two tough Tony ran out. I seen him. Yeah, I, yeah. it looks like there had been some kind of alliance formed between you and Satu Jin. And then, you know, that pretty well led to the uh, reunion of sorts of, I can never say this, the Baka Ganja, or Baka Ganja, how do you say it? Baka Gaijin. Baka Gaijin. Yeah. Which doesn't it mean like crazy foreigners or something in Japanese? Yeah, crazy foreign, crazy American, whatever. So, you know, that led to uh, the big Anna Street fight at uh, our event coming up April 29th at the Quick Skating Rink, uh, Anna Fight Underground Prevents by Design, which you can get, there's a link on our Facebook page for tickets there. But, as most of y'all know, Pondo had an injury over WrestleMania weekend. And uh, he is not going to be able to compete at that event. So where does that leave you at in all this? Like, is there somebody you're looking for, you're looking to face? Like, what what's your plans here for the 29th? I know I still got a bone to pick with uh, that Herzog character. Yeah. I don't know why I got some beef with him. Uh, but really, man, I don't, like I told you, I'm there to have fun. And hurt somebody. So whoever I got to wrestle, I'll wrestle two tough Tony and Bridget the Midget. I don't 
give a damn. Put somebody in the title spot. Put me single. I'll, I'll wrestle Santu Jin. I'll wrestle whoever. Let's wrestle. Let's fight. I don't need a reason. Let's just do it. Well, that That's the other uh, unfortunate thing is due to, uh, you know, of course, due to Pondo not being able to make it there. Uh, now Bridge of the Midget is getting uh, postponed till later this year. Now, come on. Bridge of the Midget's not going to be there now? No, she's getting postponed due to uh, uh, Pondo yeah. not going to be able to be there. I'll tell you that. You better have someone good for me to fight to make up for Bridge of the Midget not being there. You know, I always think you could fight Dalton Diamond. Let me fight Dalton Diamond. Hey, matter of fact, I seen that shitty promo by B Rad and uh Brian Brian uh what's his name with the muffin top? What's his Beautiful name? Brian Blair or something like that? Right, yeah, Brian whatever. So I saw I saw their shitty promo. They were open challenging. Put them in the ring with me. Put whoever you fucking want to in the ring with me. Just Make it good so I can enjoy myself. I'm sitting here trying to think who I like the least. Dalton Diamond or that B-Rad guy? Really, I don't think I could stand either one of them. I mean, I'm down for, like I said, April 29th, Bull Bronson's going to be there doing Bull Bronson shit. So, like, it doesn't matter if it's, Madman Pondo across the ring for me. It doesn't matter if it's you across the ring for me. Well, I can guarantee. I can guarantee you that if it's me standing across the ring from you, it's because I'm trying to sell in-ring photo ops with you. Yeah, well, whoever they put in there is going to be backpedaling for their lives while I do what the fuck I do best. Smoke and joints. The, <laughs> and oh. the way to find the best way to find out who Bull faces on the 29th is to come out to the quick skating rink in Anna, Illinois for Anna fight underground by design tickets are $13 in advance or $15 at the door and, uh, come out for a bloody good time because I know, uh, Bull's going to have one. Yeah. So with that, being, say, uh, it do does suck that Man Pondo's hurt. I, I, I do want to put that over that, uh, Pondo does not deserve to be injured. He's a hell of a human being, and hopefully it's fucking better soon. Everybody's going to hurt him. It's going to be me. That's right. I mean, like I said, you know, I said this on Twitter. Uh, you know, he's a great guy, and, uh, you know, he's very influential in the start of this. So, you know, get well soon, Pondo. We're ready to have you back here in the ring, and, you know, we're ready for the violence. We got we to gotta solve this uh, Pondo bull beef. Yeah, I can't kick your ass if you're hurt, so I'm going to get better. <laughs> So with that being said, uh, do have a couple of uh, fan questions here for you. And let's see here. I did really good. I took a picture of it, and then I have to find what I did with the picture if I deleted it. (laughs) All right. So our friend from the Four Sides podcast, Mr. Caleb Carter, he has a couple of questions. The first one I feel like I could probably answer. Uh, it's where can I see some of your older work? I kind of got into local wrestling scene a little late. Uh, I know you spent some time doing the CPW, and I know a couple of those events are on uh, IWTV. But uh, where else can uh, Caleb and the rest of the fans find your uh, older work? Man, you just YouTube Bull Bronson versus or just Bull Bronson. I'll come up on YouTube. I don't know. I don't have. 
I mean, other ones like the CPW stuff. Um, yeah, it's cool. YouTube's your best bet. Find anything you want to know about me. Yeah, and if you're Just, on YouTube, go to the Big Lee's World uh, YouTube site, and you can actually uh, see that three-way dance that we were talking about with Bull Elgin and Blake Still. So make sure you check that out. Uh, second question he has is, who would who were some people you enjoyed working with, and is there anyone specific you would like to work today? Um, I love wrestled Mike King Zach. Um, let's see who who would I like to um. I mean, really, I want I want to work Cash Borden. I've never got to work him. I don't I don't know. If we've ever been in the ring together. We've been around each other for a long time. I'd like to shut his mouth. <laughs> um. I don't know. I've got really good chemistry with like uh, Eric Wayne. Me and Eric Wayne have fantastic matches. I love working him. Um, Michael, Zach. Um, I work. I mean, I like working Pondo. I I work whoever. I mean, I'm pretty adaptable. I mean, my style is my style. So you flip, you do whatever you want. I'm just <laughs> gonna headbutt you, punch you in the face. I'm bigger than you, so I'm gonna win. <laughs> um, and the guys coming up that I like to wrestle, um, I like Russell John Wayne Murdoch again. Uh, I need a rematch for that one. We had the 2014 King of Death match tournament mm-hmm. match, but should have been better. So I'd like to, I'd like another another try at that one. Right, I didn't but, know you were in the King of the Death match. Yeah, 2014. Russell John Wayne Murdoch, and he uh, tases me in the ball sack. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to look that one up. Yeah. It wasn't a bad match. I mean, it could have been better. I could have made a better first impression. That's, that's how I feel about it. But that's just me nitpicking shit. Um, those skimming horn kids are running their mouths. So I'd like to stop on them. I'd probably like to wrestle both of them. So it'd be like... I feel like Rocky trying to catch chickens. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can get the triple threat with them, lethal injection, and you. <laughs> Fantastic. I didn't know lethal injection was still wrestling. I thought those guys were gone. Hey, you know, nobody ever really leaves the wrestling business, sir. They're like the fucking blue blazer. Um, right? I'll see. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. Just give me somebody good. I want to wrestle Herzog. I got. I like to punch him in the mouth a few times. What about Anakin Murphy? Anakin Murphy? That's that little emo kid, right? Yeah. For some reason, I feel like that would be great for my entertainment value. Everybody's all over that kid's nuts, man. I mean, I'm afraid I'd hurt that little kid, though. What do you think? I'd be like wrestling with him. Well, I mean, you know, I do love I violence. So he hits real hard, but how hard can 85 pounds hit you? I feel like it's like a science question. I'm not capable of answering. Yeah, really answer. Fair enough. But like, I mean, I don't know. 
And yeah, I'd wrestle Anakin Murphy. I'd, like I said, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know. Can we just play with like a two toy and I'll just hold <laughs> it up and we can jump for it? Bull Bronson versus Anakin Murphy. Round two of the barbed wire boards. I don't know. That kid, do you think he would even take that fight? You think he'd be like, yes, put me in the room, Bull Bronson. I'm sure Anakin Murphy looks at me like I'm his pissed off stepdad and I'm coming for what's mine. <laughs> I was thinking if you threw him through the board, the board wouldn't break. I would see that somebody <laughs> think of it. So the last question from uh the host of Four Sides podcast, Caleb Carter, is what's your thoughts on the G crew? I don't even know who the fuck that is. You remind me at the show and I'll point them out to you. But they, uh for the fight club or are they fans? Well, I, I will tell you this story, but, you know, I, kn- I know it, it's probably going to involve your arch nemesis, but uh, arch nemesis. we'll get to that. Uh, so basically, there's these fans and they're two fans. They call them their last name is Goodman. So they call herself the G crew. And they go to these little indie show they go to the indie shows and stuff like that around and they like to uh pop off at the mouth or at least the 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 husband does he likes to pop off at the mouth and go online and talk about the wrestlers and basically saying you know basically he went, uh, goes against the heels and tells them you know hey you better do better you better not cheat or you better watch out because i'm bringing the g crew with me and we're going to make sure you stay in line. Well, Mark trying to interject himself in the. I placate to him. Like, they. Like, at one point, like, the dude, like, has his own t Like, he made his own t shirt to sell. But, uh, this has, you know, it escalates around. Like, he started really doing this at TIWF with some of the guys there. And then he brought it over to, uh, CCW and uh, it really it kind of it escalates every few months, usually with them and uh, Farmer, to where like they'll get into it, and then next thing you know it'll be something off the wall like they've went too far and now his feelings are hurt. Like the dude messaged the Kate Page the other day, threatening to uh, send his lawyers over one of these Facebook videos that mentioned his name because uh, I, I guess he felt offended. So this is what they this is what they do. They go through and they try to get worked up with the fans and stuff. And he works the guys and basically once it gets too rough then he gets he gets his feelings hurt and offended. I mean it sounds like The business is being worked by the audience. So, I mean... You know what I mean? Like, uh, why are they letting the audience, like, affect what what they're doing? Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, there's not, like, a story or anything, like, revolves around them. This is just, like, a little group of people, two people, basically, who uh, go online 
Like, they don't ever actually do anything at the show except, like, boo and hiss at the bad guys and cheer the good guys. But they talk online, and they, run, they talk this game online, and then whenever, you know, there was an instance with a, with Jeff O'Dell where he got, where the G crew guy got his feelings hurt because Jeff Caller said something that uh, it offended him. And then, like I said, what happened earlier this week. So that ended up being a message to the page about threatening the lawyer. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, I didn't know if you well, I guess he didn't know if you knew who they were or not either. So, but yeah, if you remind me at the show, I'll point them out to you. All right. Awesome. So that means G crew, if you're listening, Bull Bronson's on the hunt for you. I'm coming. He don't like how you've been treating the business. Being Mark, Mark's. <laughs> Man, these people are going to come threaten me at the front ticket gate. I can see it now. So, next up, just really a comment. Uh, Jonathan Knuckles, uh, he said that you're awesome. Met you in Memphis a couple years back, and you're a heck of a nice guy. Uh, awesome, man. Um, I was probably at that train wreck show. I was going to say, I don't know who he meant to say all that. He must have been on the wrong post, you think? <laughs> I'm awesome, dude. I'm me all the time. <laughs> so, last fan question here is uh, from from this guy, Cash Borden, that you may or may not know. And uh, he asked, Indica or Sativa? Uh, I'm an Indica kind of guy. My wife likes the Sativas. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to chill. <laughs> so for our fans listening that is not familiar with the with the lingo of Illinois' uh, recreational habit here, go ahead and explain it to them. Uh, indica is basically a little like heavier, sleepier. Sativas are more like a you more of an upper high like ready to clean the house type shit or whatever from what I understand um do you remember Indica by like Indica couch you know what I'm saying (laughs) but uh yeah I like I want to feel it man like my wife's all about little speedy buzzes I like that shit I'm trying to fucking mellow out (laughs) I can't I can't blame you brother on that one so with that being said Outside of wrestling, what's Bull, what's Bull Bronson's uh, favorite hobbies? <laughs> Brother, I uh, collect action figures with my son, read comic books. Um, I don't. I hang out with an eight-year-old and a two-year-old a whole bunch. Watch a bunch of cocoa melon and you know, eat cheese with my baby. <laughs> I, I like this. I'm dad. Like, when I'm at home, I'm just we're cool hanging out. I've been collecting, like, uh, the G.I. Joe classifieds with my kids. We collect the DC McFarland multiverse figures, um, NECA horror figures, and shit like that. I got some new posters in that are pretty cool. Um, I don't know, man. Just working and uh, nothing, bro. Dad, like I said. So you're, big in, so you're big into the comic and superhero stuff? 
Yeah, man. I used to be cool. I, I used to go to parties and hang out and get in a fight every night and yada, yada, yada. But uh, now I just, I fight sleep most of the time. <laughs> Dude, I know that feeling when you said that we were going to do this at 8 o'clock. I, I think I actually told you this. It's like, man, I may fall asleep beforehand. <laughs> but yeah, see, that's one of the things, though, like even as a kid, like I never got into was like the comics and the superheroes and stuff like that. So, like, I try to watch these movies that everybody says is so great, like the superhero movies. Like, I don't get it. Honest, like, I don't. What don't you get? Like, why do they have to be three hours long, first off? I mean, not all of them are, but, you know. Like, not everything's going to be for everybody either. Because, I mean, just because you don't like the Justice League movie doesn't mean you're not going to like the Captain America movies. So I did. I will say I did enjoy Suicide Squad. What? That was I the enjoy- worst of the worst. I enjoyed that when I actually went to Nashville, and I was in Nashville that week, and I saw it in IMAX 3D. I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed uh, the Punisher movies. The Punisher movies are good. You know, I can see you enjoying the uh, Suicide Squad movie. It really makes sense because. That movie was like two-hour fucking Hot Topic commercial, and you look like Matt Benfield from MTV fucking Headbangers Ball. Hey, I mean, I've, I've got a podcast now. I'm literally like following in Matt Penfield's footsteps here. I dig it, bro. But yeah, like, so I, honestly, like, that was the thing that uh, a lot of my friends I have are big, like, superhero comic fans. So mm-hmm. the one of the biggest things, like, that was what they complained about with the Suicide Squad movies are like, well, it didn't do this like the story, or it didn't do this. Is like, I don't care. Like, I don't know the story. Like, I just sat there and Harley Quinn's hot, and there's a lot of bang bang shoot 'em ups. So I'm sold. Uh, I mean, well, that's half the comic book movies out there, bro. Like, hot girls, bang bang shoot 'em ups. That's comic book movies to a T. Dude, like, I watched one. I don't remember which one it was. You'd probably have to tell me. So. For those listening that's not seen every comic book movie out there in history, I'm about to spoil the end of one of them. I just don't know which one it is. But uh, I went with a friend of mine to go see uh, the one where Superman is like dead in the casket and the cat and it ends by the casket like shaking. Oh, yeah. Justice League. Like I saw that one and it was pretty terrible. Oh, no, that was Batman versus Superman. And that was pretty terrible. So I wasn't a fan of it. I did see both Wonder Woman movies, and I was not a fan of them. Uh, the first Wonder Woman movie had its moments where it was okay, but then they did that whole, like, oh, I'm out of place, let's get dressed montage for, like, a half hour. And yeah. I was like, well, fuck this. Um, but, like, man, I could see you. Have you seen Brightburn? Okay, I did see Brightburn, yes. I didn't know it was a comic book. Have you ever seen Super? Seen what? It's called Super. It has Rain Wilson and Ellen Page and like uh, Kevin Bacon's in it. No, uh uh-uh. Bro, watch that movie for one. It's just called Super. Um, But those movies were both directed by... uh, Man, I want to see James Gunn. 
And that's the dude that made Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, somebody might have to fact check that. I'm pretty sure it's James Gunn. Um, but like Rain Wilson is like this down on his luck fucking schlub who gets an idea from God to be a superhero. So he dresses up like a superhero and starts bashing people's fucking brains in with a wrench. Huh. And then little comic book store girl played by Ellen Page and she's a fucking little weirdo and wants to be a sidekick and you have to watch this fucking movie, bro. Kevin Bacon's like a pimp. <laughs> fucking drug dealer guy. It's so good. I know the one that is in the queue to watch is uh, one that came highly recommended and that was called The New Mutants. It's awful. Dog is shit. It? So that means I'd probably enjoy it. Man, I've, I I was bored real fast. I don't know. Because uh, I would say like the only other one I really kind of enjoyed, I did enjoy Aquaman a little bit, but I think it's just because like I met Jason Momoa beforehand. Um, I didn't mind Aquaman. I mean, for it's Aquaman. How cool can it be? I mean, it was cool that I got to meet the guy. That is super cool. Where'd you meet Jason Momoa at? Kansas City at a planet. It's called Planet Comic Con. My best friend Justin and I went up there, and like he's also real big into comics and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, "Dude, we got to go and meet him." I was like, "Uh, well, who else is going to be there?" And Danny Trejo, Trish Stratus, and Alice Cooper were there. Bro, so that's I was like, so I was like, yeah, I would definitely want to go and meet them three. And then like the way everything was moving, I was just like, well, I've got everything else done. I can stand here and do nothing for like four hours or I can just go hop in line and meet, uh, Momoa. And that's what I ended up doing. Do you think signed? No, uh, -uh. no, I just got the picture. No, that's what's up though. Yeah, like tell me what you're doing though when you do watch it. Oh yeah, I'll definitely check it out. But my my go to is horror. I love horror movies too. Absolutely. One more thing. Do you have Amazon Prime? Check out Invincible, bro. It's an animated show. Okay. Just started. It's on Amazon Prime. Just watch the first episode for me. If if the first episode don't make you like what the fuck is going on here, then you can quit watching it. But at least watch the first episode. I will. Yeah. Um, I guess say, yeah, but like horror for me is like the go-to. Like that's what got me to go back to the theater. Like for the first time since after the pandemic, let's go see this movie called The Unholy. How was and, that? I really heard anything about it. Like I really liked it just because like I really like demon movies. It's probably why I have trouble sleeping at night and constantly think I hear things. But, but yeah, like, it, so like, what's really weird with the movie is, like, it, it's kind of a turnoff when you look at, like, the preview because it has a PG-13 rating on it. And you're like, oh, well, it can't be good because it's got a PG-13 rating on it. And watching it, like, I'm surprised, honestly, it had a PG-13 rating. There was no nudity or like cursing. Not too much cursing, and there was no nudity. 
that's where the PG, that's where the rating gets you. But I did watch a dude get impelled by a burning cross. So there was that. So I'm checking this movie out for sure. Yeah, so like definitely recommend it. Uh, I'm trying to think of any of the other ones. I cause, and that's the thing good about like this Netflix and stuff. They got like a ton of like horror movies on there, but like mm-hmm. a lot of them are pretty terrible. It's like hard to pick like the good ones. And then I have Shutter. You know what Shutter is? Yeah, I want Shutter real bad. So like I have it, and the problem with it is the majority of them is like in a foreign language, and I don't have the patience to read and watch a movie. No, we have you so, watched uh, like Tales uh, of the Dark Side, or is it is it Creep Show that came out back out with? Creep Show came out like the early eighties, didn't it? Yeah, but did they come out with like a new one on Shutter? If it has, I haven't watched it yet. I know. I think they did. I think, but didn't Shutter have like an exclusive? I think it was Shutter, if I remember right. Or was it Sci-Fi? One of those two. I know had the exclusive to Tales from the Hood Three. Oh shit! Did he bring back Tales from the Crypt? That show was awesome, dude. They totally need to bring back Tales from the Crypt. Like, you remember the cartoon? Dude, I'd still watch the cartoon with my kid. Nice. Like, I remember that cartoon, and then, of course, the Beetlejuice cartoon. Bro, that I try to make my kids watch that all the time. Buffett's Babies, with huge Buffett Babies, Mark. Oh, really? Bro, if your room looks kind of weird, you <laughs> wish it Fuck yeah, that's my shit. I... So I wasn't a big Muppet Babies fan growing up. I was on it, and still this day I am. Like I'm a big Garfield mark. And nothing wrong with that, bro. Garfield's awesome too. Garfield and the Flintstones. Did you know who's cool, cooler than Garfield? Heathcliff. Heathcliff, yeah, for sure. Dude, Heathcliff never got the respect that he should have. He was the coolest cat, bro. He was cooler than Garfield. He was cooler than Felix. Shit. Oh man. And even had a movie, like a decent movie, not that like Bill Murray Garfield movie. Did they make a Heathcliff movie? Yeah. I'm about to check that out. Yeah, man, like Dude, I thought yeah, like I used to watch it all the time as a kid. So with that being said, though, kind of pull this back here. Um, so what do you got? What else? You, you got anything coming up besides Anna Fight Underground? Man, no, not 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 off the top of my head. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with wrestling. I'm just having fun. I uh, I'm gonna get some new gear made. I'm gonna get back in the gym, and I might take some bookings. Somebody have to it'd have to be worth it for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking money. Like if it's fun and I mean, you don't have to come at me with something good, but till then, I'm just, we'll see. So, so you pretty well have Anna Fight Underground and the pending Big Lee's World of Death? Yeah, yep, yep. But yeah. So, were you like, so I knew at one point in time you had a t shirt. You know, I seen on that CPW deal. You going to start back make, getting merch made? It just depends if I get back into it. I mean, do you have a pro wrestling tea store? No, no, I don't know nothing about it. 
I can help you set one up. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, get with me at the next show. Well, I, well, it depends on, I guess, what time you get at the show, because apparently, uh, if you're listening to this, another side plug here before I get distracted, if you're listening to this and you're interested in joining the Anafight Underground roster, we are holding a seminar with Christian Rose, and it is also a tryout to join the uh, Anafight Underground roster. Uh, Sign-up fee is $20 for both together, and uh, you meet at the building at noon on the 29th. We'll collect your fee and get the ring set up and get that started. But if you're listening to this and you're wanting to join the uh, Anafite roster, come out and uh, and uh, try out for us. But uh, with oh. that being said, that made me think, like, depending on what time you get there, because I'm going to apparently be there all day, it sounds like. I'll be there. I got the, the day off work, so I'll be there. Okay. Are you doing the tryout as well? Yeah. No, I didn't know if you were or not, because... I didn't, because, like, I thought you were working, so I didn't know. What am I trying out for? No, like, the, uh, I don't want to <laughs> say judges, but. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be evaluating talent, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be there doing that. That's why I took off early. Come do that, help with that. Help with the Christian Rose seminar, and then, uh, whatever happens that night, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get barred from Anafide Underground for flipping off a fan. Hopefully it's Farmer Billy Hills and <laughs> I can fucking stop his face in. Man, y'all two are going to squash his beef. I mean, fuck him, dude. I ain't got no reason to squash him. I didn't do anything to him. He's a fucking prick. I tried to come in like a man. Just asked him not to talk shit about one of my friends. That's all I fucking asked him. He wanted to get fucking lippy Try to call me a bully and shit. Fuck you. I'll bully you then. I'll fucking show you who the man is, motherfucker. And who you're going to watch your mouth to. So if he wants to come to me and apologize and tell me that he's the bitch, then we'll be good. But until he knows that he's a bitch in my eyes, I'll just have to fuck him up and I see him. So, but you're saying there's a chance of squashing this beef. Yeah, he just has to be like, well, I know I'm a fucking bitch. I'm sorry. And I was like, you are a fucking bitch. Peace out, dude. <laughs> or he could be like, fuck you, bull. And I could be like, I'll break your fucking nose. <laughs> that just caused me to spit my soda everywhere. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. Like, you come at me. He came at me like I was a fucking asshole. Fuck him, bro. Told me I'm a bully and that I fucking... Uh, just blatant disrespect, whatever the fuck he said. It don't even matter what he said at this point. I just remember the disrespect. So, because I was really hoping y'all would get this squashed by the time of the first show. Well, I mean, something will get squashed, bro. Well, nonetheless, like I was saying, get with me at the next show and I'll help you set up the uh, the pro wrestling tease shop. I've set up a few of them for the guys. So, you know, just get with me and we can get that, you know, get that going for you. And uh, so where can everybody find you at on social media? Man, I'm just on Facebook. Just Bull Bronson on Facebook. Get at me there. I don't have Twitter or nothing. I tried that Twitter shit. I just don't have time to manage numerous social media accounts. Well, I, I was going well, to say you can also get with me at that show and I can help you set up the Twitter and Instagram as well. 
I set up a Twitter once. I I think I said like what's up on it. Man, Twitter's one of those things like when it started, like it was really big in the metropolitan areas, but like in these smaller towns, like it just never kicked off the way it should have. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I, I don't. Why do I need Twitter? I got Facebook already. Like, and it's the same thing, owned by the same company. What's the fucking difference? So that's Instagram. Facebook owns Instagram, but yeah, Twitter's its own company. It's all the same shit. Whatever. Dude, no. Like, you got to understand, this is wild. Like, so before all this happened, like, you could, like, post an Instagram. And when you post an Instagram, if you had your Twitter linked to it, like, it would automatically, like, you could set it to automatically post the picture to your Twitter as well. Well, after this whole buyout started, what ended up happening is Twitter got mad at Instagram. And they took that feature away. So whenever you post it and share it, it just shares a link instead. Oh. So you want to talk about petty? That is crazy. This is petty as well. <laughs> but yeah. Well, hey, like I said, I want to say thank you, Bull, for coming on here and doing this podcast with me. I appreciate you doing it. I look forward to seeing you April 29th at Quick Skating Rink in Anna, Illinois for Anna Fight Underground. Like I said, you can get those tickets at uh, on our Facebook page. Just go search in Anna Fight Underground or Fight Underground Anna, and it'll take you there. And uh, any last things you want to cover before we uh, get out of here? Man, I just want to say thanks for having me, brother. Uh, half the time I forgot we were doing your podcast. I was just talking to you, so it was fun. <laughs> that was cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'll see you all on the uh, 29th, man. Okay. All right. All right, perfect, brother. Brother, sounds good. I appreciate it. And I appreciate every one of you all listening to this today. Um, like I said, just I appreciate all the love and support. Thanks for those that reached out to me at my time of my sickness. Thanks to everyone that went to BigLeesWorld.com and picked up a t-shirt. I greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this before the 17th of April, right now, if you go to uh, the Big Lees World website, and uh, it'll take you to the Pro Wrestling Tea Shop where they're doing a 20% off sale. So make sure you go uh, copy a shirt there. As always, uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to challenge Bull to a fight, shoot me an email at BigLeesWorld at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BigLeesWorld. Uh, once again, make sure to uh, like, share, subscribe this episode. Uh, if you missed any of the previous episodes, go check it out in the archives on your favorite podcasting platform or at BigLeesWorld.com. And uh, like I said, I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you, Bull, for joining us. And as always, two scoops of whoop, 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 whoop.